Spring Fling is an online conference for teacher business owners, and it's happening again on March 22nd through the 24th. I'm excited to share that I will be presenting at the conference again for the fourth time, believe it or not. And my topic is all about creating the resources that teachers really want. And I'm so excited to share with you this topic. It's something I haven't really shared about before, all about product creation. But this is just the tip of the iceberg. There are so many other topics that you're going to love. If you're wondering what Spring Fling is, this is an event for teacher business owners who are using their business to make an impact. So if you want to amp that up, then this is just a free online conference where you can meet other teacher business owners, connect with others, and also learn a lot of great insight and information that is kept with the times it's up to date for 2024 so if this is something you're interested in i highly recommend you check out my affiliate link in the description where you're listening to this episode you can sign up completely for free but there is also an extra upgrade that you can access it's all access pass with extra bonuses and more time to watch all of the amazing sessions so i can't wait to see you there i hope you can sign up You're listening to the Creative Teacher Podcast, a show for busy teachers looking for ways to engage, inspire, and make an impact in their teacher businesses. I'm Kirsten, a teacher business owner who is all about simple and actionable tips, strategies, and resources that result in wins, big or small. If you're looking for that extra spark of creativity, you've come to the right place. Let's dive in together. Happy Monday, TPT sellers. Welcome to another episode of the Creative Teacher Podcast. This episode is from the heart. I have no notes in front of me, and I'm just going to just talk a little bit about, you know, how I went from just, well, how I went from not working on TPT at all, just leaving my business very idle and leaving my resources up there for years to starting into TPT and updating my resources and being a TPT seller to transitioning to a service-based business model. This is something that not many people do. There are very few TPT sellers who also work for or um, provide services for other TPT sellers. It's definitely, you know, growing. The number is growing. And I wanted to share with you kind of how I got into the service-based business and my feelings on it, if I like it or not, Um, and my tip for you if you want to get started in it as well. Two years ago, around this time actually, so around two years ago, I, as a TPT seller, was looking for ways to um, kind of expand my niche in a different way, I guess. I know you would think that like being a TPT seller is enough, but I also had this passion for helping other TPT sellers and their branding. My idea was, you know, maybe not everybody, their strength is branding. Maybe not everybody's strengths are updating their product listings. They don't like doing that stuff. 
But that stuff is so fun for me. Just like I don't like social media as much or creating the products, I would much rather design stuff and create product listings. So I felt that it would be, you know, really helpful for not only myself to help others, but also helpful and, and, you know, help impact others and help refresh branding and all of that stuff. And just um, not only give tips for branding and product listings, but also help do that for TPT sellers. And so that is when I joined the Facebook group, TPT Virtual Assistant Finder. And of course, I was so excited because I could, you know, the opportunity of being able to design for other TPT sellers was like, I was like, oh, this is going to be a reality. Like I can get some, you know, people are posting, I can get some jobs out there. So that's kind of how it started. And how I started was a little bit different than what I'm doing now. I kind of, my first post, I did my initial introduction post and I talked about how I offer graphic design and branding for resources and Pinterest pins and social media graphics and product listings and, and I do your logo and all of that kind of stuff. So I was kind of like a jack of all trades in graphic design and branding. Even though I was still, you know, learning the ropes myself, I was taking classes. There were a couple of graphic design classes and branding classes that I was taking that was not related to um, TPT at all. It was outside, getting that information outside and learning the process of how to work with a client on their brand. And so I was getting a lot of information on that. And Initially, I accepted pretty much anybody who wanted something revised. So maybe it was social media graphics. Maybe it was um, a brand board. Maybe it was they needed help with their Pinterest templates. I did it all. I accepted it all. And I was just really excited. So that's kind of where it started. And eventually it evolved. I will talk about these people later, but... It eventually evolved with the help of a couple of people, a couple of, you know, people that I've come to know. Also, in addition to, you know, learning more about what I do best, I started to niche down even more. So instead of doing, you know, things that I didn't enjoy, like creating social media graphics, I decided to kind of shift to specifically branding for TPT and product listing templates for TPT. So less of things outside of TPT and more things inside of TPT. I felt like that was really where I shone through. And if you see my store, you might see what I'm talking about, but I am, you know, I feel, I'm honestly, I don't feel like I'm that great at um, social media templates and all of that kind of stuff. It's more fun for me to design product listing, product cover templates, preview templates, all that kind of stuff. That's more fun for me. It's enjoyable for me. So I kind of switched specifically to the platform of TPT. And in the same year, I believe, well, let's backtrack. Um, I also did, you know, post custom logos and banners. That was something I had posted around the same time where I started doing service work for clients. And, you know, I would get some clients here and there and 
eventually it kind of expanded a little bit more. More people were hearing about it. And so I would have more clients purchase that off of TPT. In addition, I added some type of full custom brand um, that's also on TPT with the banners and the templates and quote box and all of that kind of stuff. So just kind of having a couple of offers there. So that's kind of where I started to take away things that I didn't like doing and focus more on things that I did like doing. So basically like recapping up until the the turning point, I should say, is that um, I, I started narrowing down what I wanted to do just because you know, I felt like I was better in certain aspects of branding and certain aspects of graphic design. And so that's what I kind of started to focus on. And then I met online Chloe Taskoff. And um, I think I even scheduled like a coaching session with her and kind of talked about how I was like, I really want to do some type of VIP day. I, you know, you hear that word VIP day. How can I make this work with this, you know, maybe product listings on TPT? How can I make like a VIP day or VIP week? And she helps me work through that and, you know, kind of set down like what I can offer in each tier and all of that kind of stuff. And I launched that in February of 2022. Being able to meet and collaborate with other VAs has just really, really been instrumental and pivotal in my service-based business. But not all has been rosy. There's been a couple of things that I have had to deal with, one of which would be putting too much on my plate. There was a point in time, you know, as I was accepting everything, not really keeping in mind that not everybody is best suited for the services that I offer. And it's hard on me to have to do that. That's part of why I switched to the VIP day model where you work on something for a concentrated period of time, such as, a you know, a bl- four hours or a day. And, um, for me, it got really overwhelming to like have to work on things a little bit at a time, going back and forth over a certain amount of weeks. The VIP day model really helps me, you know, we set a day, we schedule a day, and that's the day that they're available by email and I can get it done, knock it out, and it's done. And they have their deliverables at the end of that day or week. So that's something that was a roadblock is just having too much on my plate and having to do the whole back and forth dance of getting things um, approved and moving on to the next step was a big struggle of mine. Another had to do with, you know, sometimes not everybody is a good fit for your services and you don't find that out until it's too late. And, you know, it's just it just doesn't end up well. Very rarely does this happen where people are just like not happy with what they um, are offering. And at that point, even though it's pretty much a case of um, they just whatever you do, they will not be satisfied. And there's nothing I could do about it. There's nothing they could, you know, it's just that's just how it is. And you just kind of move on from that. That luckily does not happen very often at all Uh, because I have done a better job of kind of really 
scanning who I think this is right for. And I'm honest with those people if this is a good fit for them or if it's not. I have some sensors that come off based on my experiences on um, if I think my what I offer is a good fit for them or if it's something that they really need. So that's just like a not so fun thing I've learned about being a service provider. So I want to share some tips. Maybe you're thinking about, you know, you have something you're really good at and you want to offer that as well to other TPT sellers. And I wanted to share some tips with you. My first tip is to not try to be the jack of all trades. It's not something that is necessary for you to have the ability to do this and this and this and this. We all are you know, great at a lot of things, but there needs to be something that you're really good at that you can really, really focus on and hone in on that other people um, would benefit from. One person that comes to mind, Chloe Taskoff, she is awesome at video previews and that's like her baby. That's her thing. Making video previews for TPT and I guess also for social media. I think that's really great. I know that Kristen Doyle is really awesome at website design. So in addition to what she offers, she also has a really great eye for websites and WordPress and SEO and all of that. So that's definitely something that she's honed in on. And then another example would be Katie Brockmeyer and Melanie Ramos with product photography. I love their mock-ups. I love their product photography. They do a really great job at focusing on what they love to do, I'm assuming, and what they're really good at. So... That is my tip is just to niche down into something, maybe find a hole or find something that maybe something somebody has up a market for. Something that I'm probably never going to do, but I thought was a really cool thing if somebody could do it is um, I know somebody was posting in a local teachers group where I live. If there is some kind of service where somebody could come in and decorate their classroom. That would be the coolest thing to be able to do is to offer a service where you go around to your local schools or, you know, that kind of thing and offer some type of service where you set up their classroom, where you help design their classroom so they don't have to worry about it. I thought that would be super cool to do. That would take a lot of planning and I don't think I'm going to start on that. So um, that's just like one idea and that's totally different than what you might think of. But not even just like designing, going in and designing the classroom, but just having some type of theme for them that you curate and you, you know, send to them digitally or something like that. There's one idea I just put out there. Maybe somebody can manifest that and make that their thing. The second tip I have for you, get a good platform that is specifically for service providers. I utilize HoneyBook and... Yeah, I'm never going back on that. The only reason I knew about HoneyBook is because, you know, when I booked my wedding photographer and my makeup and all of that for my wedding, I remember the service providers were using HoneyBook for contract signings and payments and invoices and all that kind of stuff. It is absolutely perfect to use if you are doing a virtual service provider business. It's so easy. You can add projects. You can add email addresses, have clients. Um, They have pretty much templates for everything. Contract templates. They've got 
invoice templates, proposals, so you can kind of have everything in a nice package and it, it looks professional. So I totally recommend HoneyBook if you're actually looking to get serious in, you know, managing your sales and all of that in one place and also managing so you don't have to send, you know, PayPal emails or Venmo emails back and forth and not be able to keep track of it. It's all in one place. So it's super easy to use, user-friendly. I am never going to leave HoneyBook pretty much. (laughs) So yeah, HoneyBook is a really great asset. Another thing is to not be afraid of how you price it. This is a huge topic of discussion in several Facebook groups is how service providers charge, especially when they're just starting out. It seems like it's super overpriced. There's a couple things to consider. And one of that would be, you know, this we're, we're in a recession. There's a lot of inflation going on. There's another thing to consider as far as value, though. Value, what are you, what services do you provide and how much time and effort does that service provide? If you do, you know, choose to price your services lower, that's great if you want to do that. But realize that, you know, is that value, however you're, however much you're pricing it, worth the time and effort that you are putting out there for it? So if you're just like turning it out and super easy for you, then that's great. But I do think pricing makes a difference because it not only gets um, serious quality clients that really need your service or really like what you're doing, it makes the difference between that and having, you know, just a bunch of little tasks, people who like are just doing it because it's the cheapest. Which one would you probably prefer? I personally would prefer clients that are, you know, taking this seriously and they want something that they know they're going to get a great quality from it. So in order to price your, you know, services at a certain price point, however, you do have to have some type of experience and showcasing that experience with your portfolio on your website or, you know, being very clear that what you have to offer, like they can see that what you um, have in your portfolio is going to be the same result. It's going to help people be more inclined to purchase your services. So that's something to keep in mind is don't be afraid to raise the price. Don't undersell yourself, but also don't um, make it overpriced if you don't have the knowledge or experience with it. The fourth step would be to be open with change and criticism at the same time. Usually you can ask your clients to leave a review and have them be honest. Like what is there something that you can improve on? Is there something that you can really focus on for future clients, recurring client or something like that? Just see what you can do to improve. I have learned valuable lessons in each client that I've worked with, and it's helped me just get even better and better and better at what I do. Even if it's the ones that are just saying, um, this is great. This is all great. Great job. You know, I really love getting specific feedback. It helps me a lot. Sometimes it's also not what they say, it's what they don't say. And that kind of, maybe it's the over-analytical me, you know, whatever. (laughs) But it just kind of helps me reflect on how I feel I did and I can answer myself honestly in that way. 
being open to change is also important um, just because it's not only helpful for, you know, your future clients, but it's also helpful for yourself. I think the best change I made in my um, VIP days was really, really narrowing down the amount of work I did. I felt super stressed at the very beginning when I launched my VIP days and I felt like the quality of work wasn't, um, just didn't produce as well. But now that I've kind of really honed in on the type of, you know, what I offer, that has helped tremendously and I feel more creative. I feel, I look forward to the VIP day. So it's something that has really helped is just making those little tweaks, um, not being afraid to shift if things are going south. And yeah, that's just really kind of those, those four tips will, is a really great, you know, starting point if you're ever thinking about starting a service-based business. So if you are interested in um, looking at like what type of services do you offer? Like you're talking about this. I don't really want to be a service provider, but like what do you offer? Well, my friend, you can go to thesouthernteach.com forward slash services to kind of see what I offer. Um, I offer several things and um, you know, it could change. I, I might narrow it down even more. I might offer something else. But in the meantime, this is something that I enjoy. I will say, though, that if you are listening to this in real time, my first availability is in 2023 because I am on maternity leave right now with my little one. So that is something to keep in mind. If you do want to book something, just keep in mind it's going to be just a couple of months. All right. Well, that's the end of this episode. Thanks for tuning in. And I hope I can see you again soon. Thanks for tuning in to the Creative Teacher Podcast. If you enjoyed listening to today's episode, feel free to subscribe and leave a review. I'd love to hear your feedback. You can also find me on Instagram at the Southern Teach. I cannot wait for you to join me in the next episode for more tips and inspiration. Have an amazing day. Spring Fling is an online conference for teacher business owners, and it's happening again on March 22nd through the 24th. I'm excited to share that I will be presenting at the conference again for the fourth time, believe it or not. And my topic is all about creating the resources that teachers really want. And I'm so excited to share with you this topic. It's something I haven't really shared about before, all about product creation. But this is just the tip of the iceberg. There are so many other topics that you're going to love. If you're wondering what Spring Fling is, this is an event for teacher business owners who are using their business to make an impact. So if you want to amp that up, then this is just a free online conference where you can meet other teacher business owners, connect with others, and also learn a lot of great insight and information that is kept with the times it's up to date for 2024 so if this is something you're interested in i highly recommend you check out my affiliate link in the description where you're listening to this episode you can sign up completely for free but there is also an extra 
upgrade that you can access. It's all access pass with extra bonuses and more time to watch all of the amazing sessions. So I can't wait to see you there. I hope you can sign up.